0: Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Yours truly, superstar Frank Morano here with a brand new piping hot edition for the cold weather of Ask Frank Anything. Bring it on. Let me have your questions on any subject. You can start queuing up at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Please make them interesting. Make them good. Make them creative. Make them original. Make them the sort of questions we have not Heard on this program before the sort of questions that people are going to be talking about all weekend long. Just dial 800 848 9222. Now, before we get started with our program, a couple of programming notes. One, I would like to ask you, even if you already subscribe to the podcast, Please make sure you rate and review our podcasts, both The Other Side of Midnight and Frank Morano Interviews and more, because I've been doing a lot of research into how these podcast algorithms work. And the more of you rank us highly and the more of you give us a nice review, it really does increase the visibility of the program and help spread the visibility of the show and help new people discover the show. So if you haven't already done so, please log on to itunes or wherever you rank your podcast. search the other side of midnight please make sure you're subscribed but then even if you are subscribed give us a five-star review and a nice comment telling people why you listen to the show even if you don't particularly like me but you still find yourself listening every day let folks know that in any event same deal with the live stream if you have The 77 WABC app. One, if you don't have it, please download it. Just type 77 WABC in any smartphone store, iTunes or Google Play Store, whatever you use, and you can download it for free. And then you can set the alarm by clicking on the gear in the up left hand upper left-hand corner and set the alarm to start playing every day at 1 a.m. Eastern, right at this time. And if you find yourself asleep at this time occasionally, just keep the volume a little lower. But it really helps us show that we have people listening to the show, if we can show a big pop when I come on the air and I can tr- do my best to try and keep up with Dominic Carter. I would consider both of those a personal favor. Alright, on to the questions. Let me have them. 800-848-9222. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. There is a big problem in New York State and New York City, but let's talk more broadly about New York State. So many children are not able to read at grade level. Well, now, eight months after New York City announced a major literacy shakeup, which we talked about at the time, Governor Kathy Hochul sketched out one of her own on Wednesday that may encourage districts across the state to adopt new reading curriculum. The effort comes amidst growing pressure for officials to boost literacy as dozens of states have enacted reforms to improve reading instruction and embrace what's known as the science of reading, an established body of research about how children learn to read. New York's one of a handful of states that has not advanced similar proposals in recent years, even as fewer than half of students in elementary school are considered proficient in reading. Governor Hochul said her goal is to move schools away from, quote, balanced literacy, including including a popular curriculum developed by Teachers College professor Lucy Calkins that has come under intense scrutiny in recent years. That approach includes mini-lessons and lots of independent reading time to get students excited about literature and help practice reading skills on their own. Apparently, experts say that method often doesn't work for students who struggle to read, including those with learning disabilities like dyslexia. Here was Governor Hochul describing the change. We're setting a bold goal to transform how reading is taught in the state of New York. And we'll make sure that students receive what they learn. So we're gonna be teaching phonics, decoding, vocabulary, and comprehension just like the older adults in this room know all about. So the state is going to begin to favor programs that emphasize phonics lessons, that explicitly teach the relationships between sounds and letters, an approach that is backed by research. Hochul indicated that her plan would help rid schools of discredited methods often found in balanced literacy programs such as encouraging children to use pictures to guess at a words reading. So uh, this proposal is not likely to force changes in New York City because the city's Department of Education already launched its own sweeping curriculum mandate that appears to line up pretty closely with what the governor's doing. But I think this is a great thing. I think one of the great tragedies in New York State is our children are not being educated. And I think part of the reason is, as Governor Hochul alluded to there, we've developed all these newfangled ways of teaching children to read that just don't work. I think back to basics sounds like a pretty good approach to me. Beam me up. To be continued. Other side at midnight. 77 WNC. Local Spotlight. <laughs> couple of things that are seemingly unrelated, and I guess they are unrelated, but there is a common thread among them. By now, you have probably heard that at least 34 people were injured when two subway trains collided in Manhattan yesterday. This could have been much worse. Here was uh, NYC Transit's Richard Davey describing what they think happened. You know, a couple things. Thankfully, there were no serious injuries. Um, Obviously, two trains should not be bumping into one another. We are going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, what we do know is that the out-of-service train had been vandalized. The number of emergency cords had been pulled earlier by someone. They were able to reset all of them except one, and that was the reason why that train was still stuck in the station. So in essence, we really don't know what happened, but again, it looks like the emergency brake system worked as it was supposed to, and uh, it prevented greater injury. Also, uh, just a day after we were talking about the earthquake in Japan, we saw an earthquake in Astoria, Queens. Not a major one. Certainly not one that caused a lot of damage, thank goodness, but an earthquake nonetheless we're also experiencing right now and this is not something that's gotten a great deal of attention is a major shortage in blood donations so if you're in a position to do so and it always gets worse whenever there's a snowstorm now who knows how bad this week's snowstorm is going to be but if you're interested in donating blood i love to give blood i try to give blood at least once every two months either whole blood or blood platelets you can go to nybc.org they'll help you locate either either a blood drive or a donation facility in your area. I'm hoping to give some blood this weekend myself. But I get the sense that whether it's subways being derailed, earthquakes, a blood shortage, I don't think our city is as prepared as it needs to be for the worst case scenario. We were told the same thing about September 11th that we were told about October 7th. Which is the reason authorities in both cases were unprepared was because of a failure of imagination. Nation. I really think what New York City needs is an emergency management task force consisting of seasoned law enforcement, fire, sanitation, emergency management officials to sit in a room and for five months just study the worst possible scenario that could happen from alien attack to massive earthquake and how to make sure New Yorkers are prepared for every single one of those. Because the feeling I get, whether it's a smoky fog that's filling the skies of New York or a subway derailment, I just get the feeling that New York is perpetually unprepared until afterwards. I always get the impression we're fighting the last war. We should try to be proactive. That's not something politicians want to do because there are not a lot of votes in being proactive. But it's something New York needs to be. Beam me up to be continued. The other side of midnight. 77. WCW. Local spotlight. <laughs> I am not looking forward to the implementation of congestion pricing, because honestly, it's going to be very difficult for me to afford to uh, come to work. But even more than that, it's just fundamentally unfair to charge people that live in transit deserts who need to drive to work or to drive into Manhattan for whatever reason, and they don't have the means or their circumstances don't allow them to take mass transit, to charge them this kind of money for coming into the congestion pricing zone is just Absurd. And I was glad when Governor Phil Murphy and members of the New Jersey delegation brought a lawsuit to stop congestion pricing. Well, now there's another, and it brings two people that uh, don't necessarily see public affairs the same way most of the time. One is Republican Borough President Vito Facella. The other is Michael Mulgrew, the president of the UFT, which generally sides with. Democrats and the left. Well, the two of them share some major concerns, and they've teamed up to bring a lawsuit to stop congestion pricing. Borough President Facella was on WABC's Katz and Cosby last night talking about it. So the President of the UFT, Mike Mulgrew, and I um, sued the MTA, among others, today in the Eastern District to try to prevent. Congestion pricing and call for a full environmental impact statement, as opposed to the assessment that they did. We don't think it's uh, warranted. We don't think it w- we think it was wrong, and we think it would punish unnecessarily the people of Staten Island, not to mention others, with intentionally violating you know air pollution standards. Thank. God. Vito Facella is a wonderful borough president, and uh, may he be the borough president for many years to come. I'm wishing him the best of luck in this lawsuit, and I hope they're successful not only for me, but for everybody that would be affected by this horrible congestion pricing tax. Beam me up! To be continued.